Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Monday, December 12th, it was quite a weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, super busy on the sports front. Personal and obviously NFL, World Cup. I, I thought I could work it in Austin Reeves, saves the Lakers against the Detroit Pistons reference. But alas, we'll have to wait for a few days later than today to talk about the NBA. Um, yes, I woke up this morning to a barrage of tweets. Did you see what Taylor Twelman said? Taylor Twelman said. Did you see Taylor Twelman? He re- he rebutted what you had said about the U.S. soccer team. What do you say? What do you say? All the and I every time I clicked on a profile this morning. It's somebody who doesn't follow me, just some random jabroni who is a soccer fan, saw what I said about the Gio Reyna stuff. We'll get to that later in the podcast. Yes, I read what Twelman said. We'll get to it. Um, we do have to start, obviously, with not my son's volleyball tournament. They finally lost a game. The, the incredible run was over. They lost in the semifinals over the weekend. Um, I'm not going to start with the soccer, which was amazing on Friday. Literally, Argentina and Netherlands was maybe the greatest like final 30 minutes and overtime and PKs that I've seen in soccer ever. It was an outstanding finish to the match. Luckily, I was on Argentina. Um, did not get as fortunate with Brazil getting bounced. Um, we've got soccer tomorrow. We'll do some best bets for Monday Night Football as well as Argentina against Croatia. I got a good buddy who I've known out here in L.A. for probably five years. The biggest Croatia fan I know goes to the World Cup if Croatia's in it. And, you know, he's beyond geeked about how they've performed at the World Cup. But obviously, it's a mon- it's a Monday. So we're going to start with the NFL. And I, you know, I'm really loath to dive into silly discussions that 
I don't think carry any weight or matter. But for some reason, two of us, Justin Herbert, became a thing. And it was so embarrassingly not a thing Sunday night at the game. Now, listen, I, I should probably open with the gambling as this was back-to-back very, very, very good weekends on the front. I went 5-0 and in the contest. If you parlayed them, I put the picks out on Instagram as I do every week. Uh, Saturday, the picks are due by, what, 1 p.m. Pacific, so I put them out there on IG. If you parlay them, some people they tell me they parlay and tease. If you parlay and tease them, you smash the ball out of the park, and you're getting a lot of new Christmas presents. My first 5-0 and of the season, 12-3 and run. Folks, I've gone from – there's like 4,200 people, I think, in this contest. I went from 1,700 to 324th. I'll probably slip a little bit tonight when somebody wins Monday Night Football. Um, but it's been a good run. I just need to do it again if I want to get anywhere near the money. But this – just to open with the Chargers and Dolphins, this Tua stuff is is getting silly. Everybody thought, including myself, that, oh, he'll, he'll bounce back. I just had the Chargers getting the points. I thought Tua would bounce back and be good, and he was anything but. And if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, not only are you quiet because your guy, Tua, was a woeful 10 for 28 for a buck 45. They were never in this football game. If not for a fluky Tyreek Hill fumble return for touchdown. Yes, Tyreek Hill with a fumble return. And one Tyreek Hill bomb. Miami could generate no offense whatsoever. Folks, they had one wide receiver making plays, Tyreek Hill, and he got hurt. Jalen Waddell, two catches, 31 yards. Brandon Staley, who has taken a ton of heat in the last month, coached defensively one of his best games of the season. We saw a lot of press coverage on the Dolphins' speedy receivers, really jammed him up, and the Chargers were able to get at Tua with pressure despite not having Bosa, despite not having one of the best safeties in the league in Derwin James. The press coverage really rattled Tua and McDaniel. And fun fact, the Miami Dolphins ran a grand total of zero plays in Chargers territory until the final drive. The Tua fumble, if you guys remember, Wilson peeled off a big run, fumbles, and then he'll scoop and score 50-something yards. And then there was the Hill bomb for the touchdown. They didn't run any plays in Chargers territory until the final drive of the game, which you could argue was garbage time since they were down nine. Okay, so you know we we expected Tua to struggle against the Miami uh, against uh, my we expected Tua and the offense to struggle against the Niners last week. Check. We thought he would bounce back. They stayed on the West Coast. We've been talking about this three game stretch for Miami for a good while now. I, we may have even mentioned in the preseason. The Chargers was supposed to be a bounce back spot. This is not a very good Chargers team. The Miami Dolphins were favored all week. And Tua laid a massive, colossal egg. And meanwhile, Justin Herbert, the quarterback who beat him, was simply phenomenal. 39 of 51 for 367 yards. A touchdown. 7.2 yards per attempt. Here's This is my favorite stat. According to Next Gen Stats, Herbert completed 13 passes on the run, and they're deeming on the run 8 miles an hour or greater. Those 13 passes, two more than any other player has had in a game in six years. Essentially, Miami blitzed the hell out of Herbert, and they did get to him four times, four sacks. They hit, they hit him seven times. They, they got after him. Bradley Chubb had a, had a solid game. 
Uh, Christian Wilkins was was impactful inside. Um, the problem is Herbert and his frame and his speed can escape anything, can absorb hits, and then still throw dimes, darts, lasers. I think this hopefully has sealed whatever nonsense was going on out there. People blathering about, oh, Herbert's not that good and two is better. Like, it's just, you know, I, I'm loath to use the word clickbait, but it feels like somebody or some, you know, some some fan base desperate to get in there. Oh, well, Tua beat up on a bunch of bad teams. Yeah, look at him. Remember he was an MVP candidate four weeks ago? Let's be realistic. Tua's not in the same class as Justin Herbert. And now if you're Miami, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, 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 let's stop focusing on Tua and let's kind of right the ship here. Suddenly, losers of two straight, only eight and five. Fortunately for Miami, the Jets also lost, although they showed well against the Bills. Uh, Miami now eight and five, and all of a sudden, forget the Tua stuff. Forget beating the, the, the Browns without Deshaun and the Texans and the Bears and the Lions and the Steelers. Uh, let's, let's focus on your own team here. Forget about the quarterback. You've got to now go to Buffalo Saturday night. On the road, Bills in a revenge spot. And if you watch the Bills Jets closely, you know this. The Bills were basically three yards in a cloud of dust in the fourth quarter once they got some separation from the Jets. They did not cover against the Jets, by the way. The Bills are saving a lot for this game. This is going to be a tough one for Tua. And after that, it doesn't totally ease up. They do get the Packers at home, but then they have to go back to the Northeast. It's going to be cold on New Year's Day against the Patriots. And they close out with the Jets in what could be a game that has a playoff implications. We'll see. The Jets are extremely beat up. but So it's put to rest now. Tua, he's not an MVP candidate. Tua, we don't even know if he could lead Miami to the playoffs. And let's be realistic. Beating up on really bad teams, a bunch of teams that are not headed to the playoffs. The Dolphins win looks legit in hindsight because Miami's been playing well, but that defense is nothing great. We know this. Come on. Tua's struggling right now, and you've got to wonder how wobbly the confidence is after what happened to him in an island game against a Chargers team missing their two best defensive players. No bueno. But speaking of struggling quarterbacks, Baltimore Ravens went into their Steelers game with the backup because Lamar's out. And the backup got hurt. Anthony Brown got it, got the job done, got us the, the cover. We don't know who's starting for the Ravens this week. They're in the playoff mix. Russell Wilson, listen, I know that people were clowning him when they were down 27 nothing, as they should. He threw a terrible pick six. But Russell Wilson fought hard. Denver fought back. Denver actually hit it over. Uh, I did not do well on the totals this week. I'll be, I'll be going uh, avoiding the totals. I thought I maybe had something with December and bad weather and um, divisional matchups. No, not good. Russell Wilson performed well until he got KO'd on, on a brutal hit. You see his head slow motion hit the ground. He looked out, then his eyes opened, and they looked totally glazed. And I was like, oh, Get him out of there. And I, I don't think Russell Wills. My guess is he's going to want to come back, but they would be smart to not let him come back. Speaking of backup quarterbacks, Mike White, take it to the hospital. After the Jets lost to the Bills, Mike White, a hero. And I'm not going to do it here because the Jets lost. If they had won, I would have opened the podcast with it. But I'll tell you right now, Mike White won over a lot of people. I had multiple fans of teams who are not the Jets, guys I'm friends with. 
being like, yo, Mike White, this guy's tough. I like it. I mean, Mike White is taking body shots from Tyson, okay? He got knocked out literally of the game. Like, he got hit so hard he had to come off the field. Joe Flacco comes in. Then he got hit later, like folded over, bent. It looked like, remember when Andrew Luck took that really violent shot inside the 10? And he tried to tough it out and played. And they were like, oh, basically what happened to his body was uh, body was a kidney laceration. This is the, you get that kind of uh, impact on your kidney in like a car accident. And then Andrew Luck had to miss a bunch of games. So I'm a little nervous about Mike White bouncing back instantly. But Mike White was heroic in Buffalo despite the loss. And I know some people are going to be like, you're an idiot. You can't be heroic in defeat. Yes, you can. Go watch the highlights on YouTube. Mike White was dealing. Garrett Wilson was cooking up Tredavious White. Corey Davis, when he was when he didn't get uh, when he, before he got hit, it left the game with an injury. Corey Davis had a good game. The tight end can't block me coming off the edge. He really he struggled. Uh, Conklin, um, Jets are fighters. They have Detroit at home this week. I'll tell you right now, I'm already leading to the Jets. Got to see obviously the Mike White status, but the backup quarterback of the weekend has to be one Brock Purdy. Tell me if you if you thought this would ever be an NFL sentence this season, back in week one. Kyle Shanahan pulled Brock Purdy early, up 35-7, or was it 35-6? Up a million points against Tom Brady. It was 35-7 against Tom Brady early in the fourth quarter. Brock Purdy. He was pulled. Brock Purdy had one of the best first halves you will see. 14 of 18, 185, two TDs, touchdown run. This was just in the first half. Now, this stat, I don't know if this was next-gen stats, but I think it is. Let this sink in for a sec. Listen closely. Purdy threw the first deep pass touchdown this season by the 49ers outside the numbers. Everything else has been middle of the field where we know Shanahan loves and yak them. Short passes, Debo, bye. Deep, what Brock Purdy just gave you, deep pass TD outside the numbers. That is a new element that previously was not being used by Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, Trey Lance didn't stay healthy enough to be able to make those throws. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think he's trusted to make those throws. Brock Purdy clearly is. Christian McCaffrey caught it. It was a great catch in the end zone. And folks, I... <laughs> Brock Purdy's pretty damn good. This 49ers team is now 9-4 and four with their third-string quarterback. Now, they did lose Debo Samuel to what looks like a pretty nasty ankle injury. Regardless, I'm going to go ahead and assume Debo Samuel probably sitting for the rest of the regular season, right? If it's a high ankle sprain, you don't want to risk it. This is a Super Bowl team. This is a Super Bowl team. I know they've got to go through the Eagles. Cowboys sputtered but prevailed. Minnesota, we are finally, and the market spoke out heavily against Minnesota. Guys, all week, it was like Detroit, 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 and then Detroit led soup to nuts, beating the Vikings. I don't want to say handily because it was relatively close, but a great performance from the Lions, who are not out of the playoff mix. But you start to see a little, and again, it's one week. You don't want to totally bash them. I'm not saying that the Cowboys messing around with the Texans and needing a 98-yard drive in the fourth quarter to win. I'm not saying that Dallas, because of that, is not a contender. But they looked pedestrian. 
Dak looked marginal. Minnesota's defense looked awful, getting lit up like a Christmas tree by Jared Goff. Holy hell, Goff was good. And for the Niners to be 9-4 and four on their third backup this season, and you could say, oh, Debo Samuel went out. Damn it. All right, you know what? We're going to hand the ball to Christian McCaffrey 14 times. He's going to rack up 119 yards. Every time McCaffrey had a run, 8.5 yards per carry. Holes all over the place. And oh, by the way, I barely mentioned the opponent. It's Tampa Bay. One of the top defenses in the NFC. The NFC is a flat-out joke, ladies and gentlemen. Tampa Bay cannot get anything right. Tom Brady was horrendous. I, I know he 34 or 55. The numbers, oh, two interceptions, but 253 yards. Look at the pa- look at the average. 4.6 yards per pass. 4.6! Brock Purdy, 8.8. Brady cannot throw the ball down the field. He's struggling. And, you know, I know there was a report from Ian Rappaport about where Brady's going to be playing next year. They're 6-7. and seven. I think deep down Brady knows this is no Super Bowl team. I think Todd Bowles knows, shit, man. What am I going to my owner with that I take over a Super Bowl team from two years ago that lost in the playoffs with, I'm going to go ahead and guess, 85% of the same starters. I know Gronk missing and Antonio Brown missing, but like, Tristan Wirfs was down, but folks, I, I'm not even sold that Tampa's going to win their home playoff game. I, I thought, okay, they, they, they'll probably get Dallas, and I think Tampa can win that. I don't know that they can win that game. Tampa Bay does not look good at all. And again, they had to spend a lot of energy Monday, coming back late to beat the Saints. Then it was a short week to play the best defense in the league. San Francisco is a bad, badass te- group of team. Group of teams. Does that even make sense? The 49ers, basically, best defense in the league. And good luck if you're facing them in cold weather and you can't mix it up on the ground or through the air. And if you fall behind 14-0 because of the defense or 17-0, or it's over. I mean, this is a feeding frenzy. San Fran is a awesome team. Brock Purdy, super duper impressive. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. 
They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Other NFL uh, notes that I think are kind of worthy. Cincinnati Bengals quietly, right? Browns took money all week. Sean Watson does not look good. Cincinnati struggled. We saw that big, um, so it's 0-0. And for whatever reason, Cleveland does the stupid thing where you run into the punter. And it was like when the punter was inside his own 10-yard line. So instead of great field position, you get automatic first down. And you know what happens like, what, six, seven plays later? Touchdown, Bengals. Browns never really recovered. Bad read by me. Thankful that I did not put them in the contest. It's interesting because that Pittsburgh game, and again, I, f- I forgot to mention, they lost Kenny Pickett to a concussion. Trubisky came in, and remember, I, I think I told you guys I want the Ravens, I want the Ravens. If you had told me, Jason, Tyler Huntley is going to get injured, and the backup quarterback for the Ravens is going to have to finish the final three quarters, I would have said, who is the backup quarterback for the Ravens? The third stringer's name is um, Anthony Brown. And I was like, at first glance, I don't know that name. But then I look it up. He played at Oregon, extremely limited as a passer. And basically Harbaugh said, we're going to ride the defense to glory. Don't do anything stupid, Mr. Brown. Get us home. And of course, they just keep it simple. Brown does very little work. They kick another Justin Tucker field goal, locks it up. It's never pretty with the Ravens. But they're 9-4. and four. So now, I think it's pretty clear Ravens and Bengals are going to the playoffs. And the Jets are going to be battling it out for the wild card. That Chargers win was massive for Brandon Staley's job security. And by the way, yes, Staley, he was, uh, again, he was excellent in shutting down the Miami high-octane offense. The other team in the AFC, real quick, that was interesting was Jacksonville. Now, I did put them in the contest. They were, it seemed like, the side all week. I'm guessing a lot of people did well because... Teams that took money this week did a damn good job. And Jacksonville, now they were struggling early, but Tennessee kept turning the ball over. A rare Derrick Henry fumble. I think there was a Tannehill pick. They got um, they had a, an interception go right through a guy's hands, and then Zay Jones catches it in the end zone for a touchdown. Bizarre stuff. But Jacksonville, keep an eye on them. They're only two games behind Tennessee. I don't think they're totally done. Um Denver officially eliminated from playoff contention. I think we can put the final nail in Mr. Nathaniel Hackett's coffin. Not a ton happening in the NFC. I think right now, honestly, 
besides the Eagles locking up a playoff spot with a, I'm telling you, they were up 21-0, like basically before my pizza arrived. You guys know I love that halftime pizza. It was over. The Giants were never close, and I'm, I'm just telling you guys, I did like the Giants. I have some futures on them to make the playoffs. They started 7-2. and two. They're now 7-5-1. and one. Last six games, New York Giants have one win, four losses, and a tie. I'm sorry. Yeah, four losses, one tie. That's only five games. Did I mess up my notes? They were seven and two. Yes. Okay. From seven and two to seven, five, and one. And now trying to hold off the Detroit Lions in the wild card hunt. I'm not even going to talk about the NFC South. Thank you, though, Panthers and Sammy D, Sammy Darnold, for crawling within one game of the Bucs. Right now, if you had to ask me, I don't think anybody's a believer in Seattle. They're now 0-4 against the spread in their last four games. You can see the lack of running game really hurts them. A lot of pressure on Geno Smith to deliver. And we know, folks, Geno Smith, he does not deliver. All right. I wanted to try to make a case because I'm I'm firing hot here in the NFL. I would love to look at next week's schedule briefly and give you a read on some of the games I'm looking at. Here's the problem. I looked at the schedule. It is brutal. Number one, no teams on a bye. That's supposed to be good news. But you got three games on Saturday. Colts, Vikings, that's Vikings or nothing for me. Ravens, Browns, I don't know who the quarterback is going to be for Baltimore. And then Dolphins, Bills, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I would love the Bills, but man, I thought Miami would bounce back against the Chargers and then you'd be able to easily pound the Bills. But... You guys know I've talked about this, and it's just a simple metric. Teams that did not cover the week prior versus teams that did. Well, just just a couple of them from week 14. Jets did not cover the week before against Minnesota. Bills did. The Jets covered. Texans-Cowboys. Ravens-Steelers. Now, the two that did not hit are interesting. San Fran-Tampa. Remember, Tampa did not cover on Monday Night Football. It was 35-0. San Fran. I actually believe that San Francisco is a little undervalued with Brock Purdy. We will see this week, though. They go on the road. This is going to be a super interesting game. San Francisco, Thursday night football at Seattle. So now you've got Brock Purdy on a short week. 49ers feeling themselves for easily dispatching Tom Brady at home. Now you've got to go Brock Purdy first road start, but I just looked to the defense of the 49ers. Are you kidding me? How is Seattle going to move the football on these guys? Do you remember the earlier meeting? It was one of the easiest bets of the season. Everybody loves Seattle. They couldn't do anything. They had a fake, I think it was a fake field goal or a block field goal touchdown, something wacky on special teams. The offense could do nothing. Geno Smith against D'Amico Ryans. I don't know how you bet Seattle here. A lot of people are going to want Seattle, but I think it's got to be San Fran. And then the other one for did not cover versus did, Chiefs-Broncos. One of, probably Denver's craziest game of the season. They were down 27 to nothing midway through the second quarter. I would love to see data on teams that lead by 27 that are favored by single digits. How often do they cover? Just going to guess it's 75%. At least. 27 nothing. And you don't cover? Now, it was on the road. Mahomes threw a couple dumb interceptions. Denver did Denver things. 
craziness. And they did not look good. It was like Kansas City stopped trying, essentially. Kansas City this week, they are... Let's see who they're facing. Ooh, ooh. At the Houston Texans. It's a hard pass. At any rate, I've already looked at them for this week. And obviously, that's pending tonight's outcome. Browns did not cover. Ravens did. If it's third stringer versus Deshaun, do you... You gotta, gotta take Deshaun, right? Steelers did not cover. Panthers did. Is it Trubisky? I don't know that I can back Trubisky on the road. Carolina's defense is actually kind of good. Cowboys did not cover. Jaguars did. That ja- that's a really interesting game because this Jags team seems like it's good. I- I'm starting to feel Trayvon Walker. Um, the secondary, I don't want to say they're headhunting, but if you guys remember the Chiefs game, they were looking to hurt people. And that defense put, I think it was Quarterman, the linebacker, put arguably the strongest hit I've ever seen on Derrick Henry. Henry kind of spun out of the first tackle right into 50. Quarterman, who left his feet, drilled Henry, decleated him, and he dropped the ball. Huge turnover. Um, Jags are feisty, but did not cover means you should look at Dallas. Um, Chiefs did not cover. Houston Texans did. I haven't seen a big adjustment, and that's really the crux of this did not cover versus did. You're going to lay 14 with Kansas City after they did not cover 9.5 in Denver. Back-to-back road games. Titans did not cover. Chargers did. I think you have to really, really look hard at the Tennessee Titans, but who wants that? Are they going to, are they going to, the fans of the Titans going to travel well to LA in the middle of December? That'll be interesting. Chargers, you love them as a, as a dog. Be careful as a favorite. And finally, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati. Cincinnati favored by three and a half at home. Remember, this is a bad Tampa Bay team. They had the Monday night game. Then they flew across the country for San Fran. They got beat up. Now they got to go home and then back to Cincinnati to one of the hottest teams in the league. Oh, I'm sorry. The game is in Tampa. Wow. Cincinnati's favored in Tampa by over a field goal. That is no respect whatsoever. All right, quickly. We talked NFL. I just want to address, you know, obviously the saddest story of the weekend. And not you guys know I used to be in media as a guy who started a website and I would interview people in sports media. One of the guys who read the site initially and I interviewed, I mean, this is way back, was a guy by the name of Grant Wall. He was a big-time basketball writer. And the first time I met him was at the LeBron versus Carmelo Anthony high school basketball game in Jersey. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was televised. LeBron was a junior. Carmelo was a senior. And at the time, it was being hyped as, holy cow, these are the two next best superstars. And LeBron got the better of him. And Grant Wall was there to do a takeout on LeBron. It would end up being the chosen one. SI cover of LeBron when he was like 16 or 17, whatever it was. And Grant Wall was the nicest guy. So then I I was covering at a newspaper in Jersey at the time, sports, and I went and covered that game. It was fun. Then I start covering soccer, uh, Metro Stars and some U.S. soccer, and I ran into Grant Wall, and he was just the nicest guy, super friendly. He moved from SI to, I think he did TV with Fox. He's been a lot of places. He's a 
He, he decided, I'm not going to write about basketball. I'm going to go all in on soccer and become the soccer guy. Um, so he died covering the World Cup on Friday. He was in the press box. I think it was second half of penalties of Argentina and Netherlands. And apparently he collapsed. And they tried to do CPR. They rushed him to the hospital and nothing could be done. Now this guy's like 49. I think he just turned 49 in Qatar. He's healthy. And obviously there was rampant speculation. And I'm, I don't think that's going to stop about what happened. But it was one of those moments where I heard about this. I got a text from somebody. Do you know Grant Wall? I was like, yeah. Why? Like, I heard he just died. And I was floored. Like, literally floored. What? This is a young dude. What the hell? And I, I had this weird thing Friday night, guys. I was in a real funk. I was like, died at the World Cup? You know, he doesn't have kids. He has a wife. It's just like, it was one of those moments where you're just thinking about your mortality. And it's like, well, you're gone. That's it. Done. Over. Don't get to say bye, any no formal goodbyes. You're just gone at 49. Got so much life left. And I had one of those just, it was a, it was like a weird, tough couple hours. I mean, I've, I, listen, I've been around, I've had some other people close-ish to me pass away, and it you know, obviously hits hard. But this guy was like pretty much healthy in his 40s and just died? It just, it was weird. I don't know. So obviously prayers up to his, fam- his family, his, um, his wife, and, you know, there were a million tributes out there. I would just suggest go reading some of them. I, I don't even want to recommend one because I'm sure I'll, I'll miss out on some great ones. But a lot of he's known a lot of people. And it's universal. He's a great guy. He was a great human being. Great soccer writer. Great person. And it got, I, I actually thought about it. And I, was, I know this is so macabre for a Monday morning. What if I died? What? You kind of wonder what would... What would people say about you? I'm sure the angry haters on Twitter, I don't really care about them. But it's like, you know, you're, you're your friends. You want to leave an, a lasting imprint on people and their kids and just help people, be nice, all the easy, cliche stuff. I don't know. I just kind of spiraled there Friday. It was, it was, it was weird. Um, but I guess it happens, right? Even though I haven't talked to this guy in years. I mean, it's over a decade since I've talked to him. But um, it was just, I don't know. For the dads out there, it was one of those moments. It was just very sad and depressing. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Let's wrap up this part with um, some World Cup picks for, well, now, you know, before I do World Cup, let me look, quickly address this Taylor Twelman thing, okay? So Sunday, what was it, Sunday night, I see my, I'm looking, there was fireworks in the South Bay. So, you know, we're hanging out with friends. I'm watching the game on the phone and I start getting some texts. Did you see this? What you said on some of the stuff you said on the podcast, kind of interesting. And it's getting a lot of pickup because the story's out on ESPN. Sources, USA almost sent home midfielder Giovanni Reina during the World Cup. Now, we had Eric Winaldo on at that. When we when we had him on, I had no intel as to what happened. Obviously, U.S. gets eliminated. People start talking. And you hear stuff. According to this report, um, and this started because U.S. manager Greg Berhalter was at some moral leadership summit in New York. And I guess like three or four days later, his comments were published in some newsletter in which he said the U.S. had a player that was clearly not meeting expectations on and off the field. One of 26 players, so it stood out. As a staff, we sat together for hours deliberating what we were going to do with this player. We were ready to book a plane ticket home. That's how extreme it was. Now let that sink in for a second. They were going to send him home. And Burhalter went on to say, what it came down to was, we're going to have one more conversation with him. And part of that conversation was how we're going to behave from here on out. There aren't going to be any more infractions. But the other thing we said to him was, you're going to have to apologize to the group. 
but it's going to have to say why you're apologizing. It's going to have to go deeper than, guys, I'm sorry. And I prepped the leadership group with this. I said, okay, this guy's going to apologize to you as a group, to the whole team. He didn't, Burhalter at the time during this leadership conference did not mention Reyna. MLSsoccer.com was the first to mention it was Reyna. And the athletic went on to say Reyna was nearly sent home because of poor training. I mentioned a lot of this without getting too specific. Because, listen, you, I've been in this long enough. You, you break a story, people try to crap all over it. I don't need these headaches. I can allude to a lot of stuff, just as I've done with Kyler Murray on this podcast for the last three months, about what's going on in Arizona. I'm not going to get into the super specifics, but then when the story emerges, then I can say everything else I've heard. There is more to Kyler Murray. I just haven't mentioned it because, again, I don't want to uh, – a lot of it revolves around a couple prominent names – in Arizona. And if I mention it, those guys are going to get barraged with questions. Though obviously they're going to deny it because you don't want to do that in season. You don't want to make the Kyler Murray, the kid look bad, but there's some stuff. So this Reina situation, what I tweeted Sunday night was, this is exactly what I talked about. Now, just so just for the doubters and the people who are parachuting into this podcast, who want to come after me. When I heard this, I think it was like Tuesday. I mentioned it to, a couple guys that I know who are huge soccer players. They had heard nothing. So I even asked them, hey, how closely do you follow Dortmund where Reyna plays? And they're like, I mean, I follow the team, but I, I was like, would any reporter know if this kind of stuff was happening there? And that was one of the other things I heard, that this is not like a one-off. He wasn't all of a sudden acting up at camp. This was Reyna carrying over from his attitude at Dortmund where he's around a couple of the best players in the world. They like him. Is it possible that he sees how they're acting? Major stars. And says, well, I'm a major star. I can, I can kind of slack off and be disrespectful and not listen. We've seen this with superstars. Problem is, Reyna hasn't done jack squat for the national team. And Berhalter was right to put him in his place. But this has been going on for a much longer time than just the World Cup. And so, as it's going on at the World Cup, Berhalter eventually set up, you know what? Put this to a team vote. And the players had the choice whether Reyna would stay or go. Because apparently, whatever the captains were saying was not getting through to Reyna. And they voted to keep Reyna. And the vote was 13-12. 13-12. It was almost split what the players think of Reyna's attitude and his ego and what the hell his problem is. And so, of course, once I put that out there, all these soccer fans come out of the woodwork. It's like, where did all these people come from? And Taylor Twelman, who's at ESPN, used to know him. He used to, we, I mean, I think we exchanged messages, nothing in like the last five, 10 years. And, he comes in and says, whoa, there was no vote among the players, but among the coaching staff, there was. And They would never, Berhalter would never ask the players what to do. And let me get the exact wording. <coughs> he says, I even asked three agents if the players voted on Geo. And that wasn't happened. 
That's not what happened. The staff voted. Well, I again, I don't anticipate anybody coming out and say, yeah, we voted on Reyna or whether or not he would be sent home. Come on. What do you think? Christian Pulisic is going to step up and say something like that? And you want them to kill Reyna's confidence? Then if, once, if this is ever confirmed, eh, it won't be. Do you really want Reyna looking over his shoulder? Damn, who are the 12 guys who didn't vote for me? Do you, I mean, do you think that's going to happen? Of course not. There's no way. Now, what will happen eventually is more details will trickle out. And we're going to find out. Reyna, are you going to fall in line? I, I, I thought the smartest thing Eric Winalda said on that entire podcast was, Berhalter could move Weah to center forward, where they were getting mostly nothing from Haji Wright, Sargent, I mean, Jesus Ferreira, who I loved and championed going into the cup. Ferreira did freaking nothing in that half that he played against Netherlands. Like, total non-factor. So you move Weah to center forward, you put Reyna at right wing, and then you've got a Pulisic, Weah, Reyna triumvirate, which could be formidable. I don't like the idea of Berhalter trying to teach a lesson to a kid at the World Cup to one of the best players on the I don't like that. But on some level, I very, very much respect that Berhalter was pushing back against a superstar whose dad, by the way, has a lot of clout in USA soccer. And he has because he's been a legend since the mid-90s when he was in Virginia just, just dominating. Now... I wonder if Claudio Reyna would admit what happened with him and Berhalter several months ago. Berhalter knows who tried to get him shoved out because he knew that this was coming. This has been a long time coming. So I wonder if Berhalter would talk about what he thinks about what's happening with the Reyna family. Berhalter probably wouldn't. And listen, I've been split, guys. I this is I have no dog in this fight. Yes, I own a stake in a Mexican soccer team. In Liga MX, we're having a good off season. Made the playoffs both times since we've taken uh, our our group has been added to the ownership. I, I love soccer. I'm a fan. I have zero stake in Reyna versus Berhalter. You can look up my old tweets I, for the, for three weeks. I was calling for more Reyna at the World Cup, and I, I do I like Berhalter's philosophy of win with defense. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's tough tough to argue with what Morocco has done in the World Cup. They haven't given up a freaking goal to world powers like Spain, Croatia, Portugal. Called them all off the board. Winning with defense. It can be done. And it's pretty clear that's what Burhalter wants to do. Defense is going to be our calling card. It's not great on the eyes. Again, I even said this on social media. Like, I used to coach my kids in soccer. Defense first. That's how you win. Other team can't score. They can't beat you. Then you get your fast forward up front and a quick counter and bing, bang, boom. Um, I just don't think Morocco's style is especially aesthetically pleasing. But it's working. And so this Burhalter philosophy is going to be interesting. I I don't know. We'll see. I, I, it sounds like he's going to survive this. Everything I've heard is they'll be keeping him. But... Again, things can change pretty quickly here. Now, U.S. soccer would be dumb to move off of him and not have an ironclad lock in the background. Same thing with the, like the Chargers in the NFL, right? Brandon Staley has been very bad for large portions of the season. They know they have Sean Payton waiting in the wings if they want him. 
but you don't want to fire Staley without having Sean Payton locked up. Continuity matters. We know this, guys. I'm bullish on the U.S. and the World Cup in 2026. All right. We'll wrap up with Monday Night Football and uh, my World Cup bets. World Cup bets, man, I got killed on Portugal. It's been a great World Cup financially. I, Portugal it hurt badly. Brazil hurt. Argentina was good. England, I had England winning, but still won money because the props hit. Harry Kane scored. Most goals scored were in the second half. It, it, was, it was a good result, but I was sad for England because, you know, the team left to root for. It's like Messi, England. So what we've got early tomorrow morning is Argentina and then, um, not the Netherlands, goodness gracious, Argentina, Croatia. Argentina, not as big of a favorite as you'd think. Total is two. So I think what that's telling me, the market is saying, they'll be low scoring. Somebody probably wins one nothing. If we learned anything in the quarterfinals, once you get this deep into the tournament, yeah, you'll have outliers. You'll have a Germany 7, Brazil 1. But by and large, defense rules the roost. I mean, you had Brazil scoring, I think, with like eight minutes, maybe 10 minutes left. And then Croatia answering with about four minutes left. Not a lot of, not a ton of offense in that one. Then you look at Portugal-Morocco, one goal around the 42nd mark, and then nothing the rest of the way. Once you get the lead, you just don't want to screw it up. That's what these teams are doing. They're trying to avoid losing. I do, but I've got to pick Argentina here, right? I mean, Croatia is the KG veteran team. Do they run out of gas, Uh, which will be a popular narrative. If you're looking for anytime goal scorer, Lionel Messi, you know, Pretty much the greatest soccer player of all time. He's plus 134 to score the first goal. Messi is plus 450. Well, if you think it's going to be one nothing, and you want to have some skin in the game for Messi to deliver, why wouldn't you just take plus 450? Argentina's defense has been extremely sound. I mean, Netherlands did nothing against them until the 83rd minute when they were down 2 nothing, and it was all-out offense. I mean, this Croatia defense can lock down. I, I mean, one nothing Argentina. How does that sound? Uh, let me see exact goals. Um, exact goals for Argentina, or exact total goals. One goal plus two sixty. Zero would be plus seven hundred. So how's this? Croatia decides we're gonna just. Really play tight defense. We're gonna double put the two fullbacks right bracket messy, and we just don't want to give up a goal at all. If we get beat by some one of the young kids, or Martinez comes in, or Angel Di Maria comes off the bench, fine. But exact goals plus seven zero is plus seven hundred, and then you go to penalty kicks where Croatia is lethal. Although Argentina did deliver um, against Netherlands. Boy, that was tense. Um, so yeah, I would go. I would lean toward Argentina in all my bets in that one. We'll talk about Morocco and France tomorrow. As for Monday Night Football, there's some some Sundays where you just have hit on everything, and you're like, well, why am I going to mess it up with Patriots-Cardinals? The only, like, the, the biggest edge, I would say, in this game is the obvious one. Bill Belichick against Cliff Kingsbury. Arizona doesn't even play well. 
at home historically under Kingsbury. They did cover against the Chargers a couple weeks ago. Arizona's off the extra rest. You've got a total of 44, which seems a little bit low because we saw Mac Jones against the Vikings when the Vikings defense was shoddy, and Arizona's pretty shoddy. And they love to, Vance Joseph loves to dial up the blitz. They can't get home with four. So now you've got Arizona blitzing a lot, a mediocre Arizona secondary. Ah, let's go below average. Below average Arizona secondary. Mac Jones can cook some stuff up here. All we've been hearing is, and I love to fade the narrative, oh, Matt Patricia stinks. Uh, Mac Jones has regressed. The offense is terrible. You've got to go Arizona. What about the over? Over 44? Now, I know primetime unders have been just incredible. Uh, Chargers, Dolphins never sniffed the over. I did miss the over on Thursday with the Baker-Mayfield revenge game against the Raiders. But, well, and by revenge, I mean, like, to the entire NFL, the mere fact that he's on a roster. Um, So I would lean to the over on Patriots-Cardinals. If I find any props, I'll dump those on Instagram stories later today. But that's a long Monday podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. More tomorrow. Hopefully no more Gio Reyna drama, although... I do love to talk about soccer. All right, talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.